You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Praise God. Uh, We're excited that you're joining us today. Hope you're having a great day, great week. We've been talking here the last uh, couple weeks about motivated by the love of Jesus, motivated by His love. We've been looking in John chapter 17. So if you have your Bibles, your smartphone, your iPad, whatever it may be, go with me to John chapter 17. If you're driving down the road and listening, keep your hands on the wheel and I'll just tell you what the scripture says. We're excited that you join our podcast. John 17, verse number nine says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. This passage is from John's Gospel, and it comes from the prayer Jesus prayed for his disciples on the last evening before his death. In John's Gospel, it is virtually the last thing that Jesus does before his arrest at Gethsemane. It's plainly a prayer for those who had become followers of Jesus during his earthly ministry. But equally clear, it extends and encompasses all those who would become followers of Jesus. All of us are included in this prayer that Jesus prays. We are those whom God the Father has given to Jesus, those who belong to God, those who Jesus asks his Father and our Father to protect and to consecrate. These prayers of Jesus are for us, and what's more, we can depend on them that Jesus has never stopped praying these prayers for us. He is in the presence of God, and he intercedes for us continually. Hebrews 7.15 says, Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. We serve a living God. He is in heaven. He has poured his blood on the mercy seat, and he continues to make intercession for you and I. Jesus prayed here in John 17 and is specific and focused. He says, I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me because they belong to you. These words that uh, may confuse some or offend some, but they are the words of Jesus. Why does Jesus not pray for the whole world? Why does he say, I only pray for these only? After all, the gospel message in John 3.16 says, And God so loved the world that he gave his son. He does not say, I pray against the world. He just says, I'm not praying for the whole world. Jeremiah 7, 16 says, Therefore, do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or a prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. Jesus isn't praying for those that are lost, those that do not know him as Lord and Savior. He's praying specifically for those that are followers of Christ, those that are disciples of Jesus. In John 17, Jesus is approaching the moment when God will give him up to death because of God's love for the world. In verses 6 through 19, why does Jesus pray only for his disciples? What distinguishes the disciples from the rest of the world is simply that they belong to Jesus and they do not belong to the world. John chapter 6, verse 35 through 37, it says, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me and shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have not, you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, 
and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Now the Greek word right here for disciple in the New Testament is the Greek word methetis, which means more than just a student or a learner. A disciple is a follower, someone who adheres to completely the teachings of another, making them his ruler of life and conduct. The Pharisees of old used to pride themselves on being disciples of Moses. John chapter 9 verse 28 says, Then they, they reviled him and said, You are his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. Jesus' followers were called disciples. Their discipleship began with Jesus' call, and they re he required them to exercise their faith in response. In Matthew 9, verse 9, it says, And Jesus passed on from there. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Jesus was quite explicit about the cost of following him. Discipleship requires a totally committed life. Look at Luke chapter 14, verse 33. It says, So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. And again in Matthew 16, verse 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. There is a cost to following Jesus. It takes faith to get up and to follow after him and to be his disciple. Not all of Jesus' followers were able to make such a commitment. There were many who left while, while he was still teaching. Look at John chapter 6, verse 60 through 67. It says, Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard of this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? Living the life sold out to Jesus is not easy. We must determine in our hearts that we will stay no matter what those around us choose to do. Remember, Jesus has prayed for you and I. John 17, 9 says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Jesus interceded for us before he went to the cross. And according to Hebrews, Jesus still intercedes for us today. Church, we need to be his followers. We do not need to be followers of the world. We do not need to abandon our calling, but we need to trust in God. Do all that he's commanded. Decide today that you want to be a disciple of Christ, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, not of the things of the world. For your Redeemer, He lives, He continues to pray for you, and He intercedes on your behalf. Father, I thank You for this wonderful day. I thank You for the opportunity to share Your Word, and I pray that You just bless each and every one that has received it today. 
Lord, may they examine their own heart and decide that they want to follow after you to be your disciple. Lord, we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for your intercession. Now I pray, Lord, if there's one listening that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, that they would call upon the name of the Lord, confess their sins, repent, and make Jesus Christ Lord of their life. If there's anything that we can pray with you about, please call us at 888-688-0470 or find us on the web at teenchallengeuc.org and email us. We want to hear from you. God bless and have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.